You are listening to episode number nine of the Mind Body Academy podcast with Sarah Rose. This isn't an NBA. This is the NBA. This is the place for you to get coached and make health and happiness the business of how you get ahead in life. You get coached. Coached. This is the startup of you. You get coached. And now, your coach, Sarah Rose. Hello, my friends. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I am good. I am so good. It's just a good day to have a good day, you know? <laughs> One of those. And I'm just loving on life right now. I'm loving on it hard <laughs> and intentionally. And you know what? I hear you, this positive girl. What's her deal? But we're not so different, you and I. Trust me. There's so much that I see about my life that I have the reflex, the like overwhelming compulsion to want to fix or change or improve. <laughs> but then I have these odd moments and they're happening more and more frequently where a kind of awe sets in and my whole body relaxes and my soul kind of kicks up its feet and lets out a sigh. Like my whole body and being getting enveloped in a yummy yawn. I can just look at my life and go, yeah, you know, that's something amazing. I can just feel my breath and know that nothing has gone wrong, right? In this moment, nothing has gone wrong that I'm perfectly fine where I am, that there's nothing to figure out. And yet, it's in those moments that it feels like I'm sitting in a little sliver of sunlight because those are the moments when everything that comes through, the nowness of it all, feels the clearest. That now energy is so powerful. So many of us are holding out for someday. And when we open our minds to it, we can create this moment from the future in anticipation and excitement with creativity rather than from expectation and entitlement. And you just have to ask yourself, how could this better future I am imagining for myself that I'm desiring for myself, how could it be true of my life right now without even having to change a thing? How could I arrive back in this moment from the future I'm imagining for myself and experience it differently with the certainty of the future I am imagining having created it? I was listening to Deepak Chopra speak and he asked, where did yesterday go? Curious question. Yesterday is stored away in our minds as a pattern of thoughts, feelings, and sensations. Most of us are looking to yesterday to tell us what we will be capable of today and tomorrow. It's like trying to drive forward looking in the rearview mirror. 
Where you've been is not a reliable indicator of where you're going. What you have done is not a reliable indicator of what you will do. And sure, it makes certain outcomes more probable, but it doesn't tell you about what's possible. A cautionary warning, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear, right? Your life is a mere reflection to what's going on inside you. It seems like the past is in the past, but when we're looking to the past to get present, we aren't really able to get present, are we? And it's hard. It's real hard to do, be, or achieve something we cannot yet see. But it's also hard to take so much energy to keep spinning the wheels in the same place. You go so much farther when you fuel yourself from what's inside you to change the image of what's outside you. So, okay, what happens is many of us tell ourselves, show me the road and I'll take it. (laughs) I would drive off into the sunset of my dreams with the person of my dreams towards all of my dreams if I knew how. Just show me how to do it and I'll do it. I'll go for it. We want foolproof GPS turn-by-turn directions to the goal we have. And if we don't have them, we resign ourselves to spinning out and doing donuts that go nowhere fast. We think that what's missing between where we are and where we want to be is the how. So we go into overdrive and exhaust ourselves to try and escape the now. And with all that doubt, the overwhelm, the confusion, the frustration, the defeat, it becomes this spin. You know, I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes preach about how never has there been a time when so many 25-year-olds are rolling out of bed in the morning tired. Yes, tired. And everyone started laughing and mm (laughs) probably also thinking, heck yeah, I'm 25 plus tack on however many years of getting out of bad tired. So what's going on there with all of us? Why are we so tired? I'll tell you. That's where we're going to dive in today. And let me just say that what I'm going to share with you is one of the most expensive lessons I've learned in my life. I've spent hundreds and thousands of Not to be confused with hundreds of thousands, even though it sometimes left me with that impression on courses and mastermind coaching and self-proclaimed marketing gurus and experts to help me figure out how to grow my life coaching business so I could grow and reach and serve so many more of you. I would try to figure things out on my own, but the energy of figuring things out isn't exactly the nirvana of creative bliss. Most days, it feels awful. It feels scarce. It feels uncertain. And then this kind of doe-eyed panic sets in, often while scrolling through my feed on Facebook with all these ads designed to ping my pain points as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a woman. And I would just sit there with an empty, hungry hope someone could feed me the answer on how to do it. 
just coming across so many people saying that they found the way and it's this way and then someone else is yelling no that way and soon enough you're just in a dizzy between all these different options and it's hard to tell up from down and you're kind of desperate you're desperate for someone or some course to provide you with a step-by-step guaranteed success process We're so desperate to get out of that desperate feeling that we're like running at them and they see us coming. I picture it like the Ikea ad where the lady's like running with her bags and boxes yelling at the top of her lungs, start the car, start the car. (laughs) We're in that getaway energy. We want to escape where we are in our lives, in our businesses, in our bodies. We're in a hurry to change what we see so we can feel better. So we can feel relief, certainty, security, abundance. Who doesn't want that? But here's where I pancaked into wall after wall after wall before realizing it was a sliding glass door. Like, duh. (laughs) Being taught and told the how, which is really a how, one way of getting there, does not, number one, get you there (laughs) to the other side of the glass door. And therefore, number two, does not create relief, certainty, security, and abundance. (laughs) Okay. And here's the second piece of this. When you buy something to feel better, the effect is temporary. And you make it the responsibility of that thing to make you feel good. So it seems like the program or service or course isn't working when you find yourself back in fearvana because it is not making you feel good about where you are. Now, if you're onto yourself, which I wasn't for a long time, The reason you're relying on someone to tell you how to achieve your goal is to avoid the need to take responsibility if it doesn't work. We don't even realize our brain is doing this, but it's like that transfer of responsibility that creates so much failure and quitting because you're relying on someone to tell you what to do and what happens when we don't understand the instruction or how to apply that to our specific situation is that we're back to figuring out the how and back in the belief that we don't know how and we still don't know how to get ourselves out of that when we don't take responsibility for the how the tendency is to quit when we fail because we think the process doesn't work what we're doing is looking for a workaround to experiencing the discomfort of failure, which is inherent to growth. What you need to know is that it's working through the discomfort that gives you the strength and the legs to stand your success on. Yet, so many of us have a high intolerance to failure. And I mean, that's how most of us were schooled. But that's the exact opposite of what happens in life. You must be willing to experiment and fail and try again and again to get to where you want to be. That's why the tendency is to 
try one thing and then write off the whole thing as a failure. For me, you're always winning or learning. That's the way I see it. And there's really only one key to being able to figure out how to do anything. The secret to being able to do anything is to believe you can do it. You don't need to know the how. You just need to be able to believe that the how is 100% figure outable and that you will do whatever it takes to figure it out, to discover it for yourself. You need to believe that you have the capacity to do so. Figuring out the how is skill building for the motor of your resourcefulness. And that overrides the need to expend as much energy or as many resources as you might think you might need to reach your goal. For those of you who follow me on social media, I've been talking about beliefs a lot lately to drive one point home, which is that if you want to transform anything about your life, you have to change your mind. Most of us work at it backwards. We try to fix and change and improve our lives to improve the state of our mind. And I likened this to pulling a push door. (laughs) You can be confused about the door. You can get angry with the door. Bad door. Down door. You can rage against the door. You can bash the door. You can become irate with the door. But until you calm down and take a step back and get curious, about how the door opens, you're going to believe you're trapped where you are and that your only hope is to keep applying force against the resistance. And I know we've all had those moments where we realized we were pulling a push door and done one of those awkward head spin arounds (laughs) to see if anyone saw how crazy we looked getting frustrated with the door. And it's important to look back on those moments in our lives and laugh and notice and appreciate how much resistance and struggle is self-created. I think the moments of grace in our lives are the moments we realize all we have to do is lean in a little for a door to open. If you want to change your life, you have to open your mind. The reality is that any other place you try to transform from isn't going to work. Your mind is what creates the obstacle and what allows you to overcome it. You have to change the way you think about the obstacle to make it through. We spend so much money trying to change the way we look, the way we dress, where we live, what car we drive. We change all the outside, but until you change the inside, you're really not going to change your life even if it looks different. When I was traveling through Indonesia on a surf trip, which makes me sound way cool, (laughs) but I was the only beginner on one of those big foam boards that are impossible to duck dive with. (laughs) So I was mostly getting tossed and barreled and becoming one with the waves within them rather than on them. (laughs) But anyway, so many of these little shops sold the same thing. And they would try to sell you on it by saying, same, same, but different. And you'd be like, "Mm, I don't see it. (laughs) And they would say, but the quality. 
And I think we kid ourselves into buying into the same thing over and over again. And even though at the surface of our lives, it might look better, internally, it all feels same, same, but different. I'm keen to share a story with you that I heard from Bishop T.D. Jakes, who you just need to hear preach because I was hallelujahing all day <laughs> like I had the hiccups after listening to him. And I'm not even religious. He is amazing. So he told a story where there was a dog who got her hind legs run over and the dog was able to birth a perfectly healthy litter of puppies. Although the puppies were perfectly normal and there was nothing wrong with them, they dragged their hind legs like their mother. And it was the most curious thing because their legs were completely fine. They had functional use of them. But if what you see modeled in front of you is deformed, your concept of what is normal is going to be shaped by what you see. The point is that it's hard to be what you can't see, but so much of what you are capable of has yet to be seen. And when you're waiting for the proof that you can walk and run and sprint before you get up on your hind legs, you'll make your fumbles and missteps the proof that you won't walk, won't be able to run, won't be able to sprint, won't be able to figure out how. But is it? Of course not. Failure is a learned behavior. Let me repeat that. Ooh, so good. Failure is a learned behavior. You can always get back up. Always. It is always a choice. But we're like still hung up on the how. As some of you know from working with me, I don't give my clients the how. And that's really different from what most of them are used to. (laughs) And of course, I offer a general structure and guidelines, but I don't provide them with a meal plan and an exercise plan to lose weight. And for so many people, they're like, wait, I have so many questions. (laughs) Is this what I should be eating? Am I doing this right? And I'm like, breathe, sugar booger. (laughs) You have everything you need to figure this out. And I'm going to coach you through the belief you don't so you can take responsibility for your process and your success so that that success is regenerative, that you can own that and create that at any given moment. I'm the big dog (laughs) telling you you can actually stand up on those hind legs. I'm like a mama bird nudging you off the ledge so you can realize you so got this. You need to believe that, that I didn't do that for you. You did that. Okay, now listen, (laughs) I could tell you how I did it or how I would do it, but you still wouldn't know how. It's not enough to have it taught to us. And on some level, I think most of us know that but we're like denying that and pushing it away you can get the information you can read the books you can take the courses you can know what to do but that's not enough 
for inspiration and creation to take place. I remember during my yoga teacher training, they would demo these advanced poses, like really break it down. And we've all had this experience of looking up how to do something on YouTube or watching some sort of video or tutorial that makes it look super simple or at least intuitive enough to understand. And then what would happen during the teacher training is everyone would clap and break out to practice what we had just been shown. And you would look around and like a few people would nail it. <laughs> but the rest of us looked like more like yahoos than yogis. <laughs> like you topple over and just eat it. Just eat it. Foot in mouth, literally. <laughs> it's easier to accept that kind of unpleasant emotion, the failure, fear, embarrassment, confusion. It's easier to accept that those things are coming along for the ride on the yoga mat. And that's what drew me actually to the practice of yoga because the mat is really the space of the practice. And the yoga is what happens when you walk off the mat. But most of us don't create space to be willing to feel all of those not-so-nice emotions and to embrace that working through them is what gives us the strength, the grace, the flexibility to achieve our goals. I remember my teacher saying, have the experience, then you will understand. We want the kind of instruction that doesn't require us to fall and fail and get back up. But the only way to create success dependably is to have gained the lesson from the pain about how to rise above it. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can show you. They can guide you, but only you know. Only you can discover it for yourself in practice. I remember thinking to myself as I was practicing yoga, the floor will always be there to catch you. Basically, I was telling myself, you don't have to be so afraid of the pain. The worst case scenario is never as far of a fall as our minds make it out to be. And pain signals us to pay attention. So those are the moments we can catch ourselves and learn to pivot and shape and shift our lives differently. Pain teaches us to move. Pain is a teacher. You don't have to be bound to it to have reverence for it, to be empowered by it. Instead of turning towards our pain to create the how, we turn away from it and give up the how by quitting on ourselves and staying down. There is nothing more powerful than hearing that whisper to get up, get up, to rise up and answer that call, that deepest intention to become who you were created to be to take ownership of where you are and take ownership of the process of getting to where you want to be. It's one of the most powerful stances we can take in our lives. Pain to power. That right there is the kind of transformational change that will change your life. And you can do it quietly. You can do it even if nobody notices. You can do it if no one cheers. You can do it without getting mad or sad or confused. You can just decide 
that you'll figure out the how for yourself, that you'll do that for you, that you'll be the ready hand that pulls yourself back up no matter what. All the gain and glory belongs to the one who does not live in the pain, but instead lets his or herself be transformed by it. And that, that is the biggest difference between someone who gets down and stays down and those who rise and we hail as champions. People that don't take responsibility for the how give up and tap out when they're down. So if you think someone's given you the process on how to do something and you think you're following that process and that process doesn't work, you throw in the towel. But if you understand that you may get some direction from a coach or someone in your corner, but you have to figure out your own process when you step foot into the arena of your life, and you understand that failure is a part of the process of learning how, then you don't quit. You get up one more time and always one more time. That's the only way you stand a fighting chance to do anything you want to do. Those who believe they will get it done are the ones who do. The moment doubt and disbelief enter your mind, you step out of the ring and exit the arena. You let life live you instead of living your life and that's no way to live at all, is it? You just have to understand that the first place your brain is going to want to go is always, I don't know. That's what we default to, I don't know. We're not focused on what we know and what we have. We immediately shove all of that to the wayside and go to, this is what I don't know and this is what I don't have. So yeah, look at that. But what if you did know? What if you just explored what that might look like? What if it was like that movie, Back to the Future, and your future self came back to this moment and was like, it's been done. How would you handle figuring this out? What do you think the steps are? Maybe just the first steps. What if you did know? Looking for the how won't help you find it. (laughs) You have to decide it. Decide the how and act from your belief that you're going to get it until you get it. That's it. Everything seems impossible until it's done. We forget we didn't know how to walk until we did. We didn't know how to write, read, do math, fall in love, or accomplish anything of significance in our lives until we did. Only the direct experience of it will give you it. You have to do it to have gone done it. And you, my friend, can do anything. You best believe it. Hasta la próxima, or as my brother says, pasta piñata. Pasta piñata, my friends. (laughs) I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being an awesome listener of the Mind Body Academy podcast. If you're ready to redefine success to include health and happiness, and live into a body you capital L-O-V-E, then you need to join me in Think Yourself Slim. It's my one-on-one coaching program where you'll get the coaching you need to become a weight loss success story. Step into the vision that you have for your life over at mindbody.academy. Let's start a transformation today.